right. Good morning, everyone. It's great to see you all. My name is John. Um, I work in education in the community here. Um, yeah, and I serve as one of the elders here at Solano, um, among several other things. Um, and I'm glad to be with you today. It's back to two services again, so that feels different, and it feels good. I'm somebody who really likes to be together. I really like to have one service and see everybody together. Um, but that's not what we're doing right now, and that's, that's okay. We're going we're gonna to make this work. Um, we're continuing in our series today um, about rebuild. You have your little sticker there. I really feel, I don't know what your week was like, and I don't really like to say this every week, but it just feels like it was another hard week, um, at least in my world. And it feels like things should be getting better and we should be swinging into this other direction because it's been tough for so long, and it just feels like it's been another rough one, at least in my world, and, and maybe in yours too. I really hope that being together today and um, refocusing and recentering on on Jesus um, will be a comfort for you, will be an encouragement for you. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that for myself. I already feel encouraged um, by the by the music and and by some of the words in these songs, um, by the Bible, and just by seeing your faces as well. So um, I'm glad you're here. It's good to be together. Um, just to review, um, this is the fourth in our Rebuild series. Um, you have your little sticker there that says Rebuild. Enjoy that. They're very pretty, Martin. Nice work. Um, and, and just to review, you know, sometimes I, I come to church and I just feel like these sermons just exist in isolation, and they really don't. There's, there's some thought that goes into it. So let's just quickly review um, the last three weeks. So remember, um, there are four alls um, in, our, in what we just read there in Matthew 28. And we're trying to correlate them, at least loosely, on, on some level, with the core four foundations that we have at Solano. So, um, with your uh, partner, let's look really quick at the. Um, oh, let's look. Uh, can you go back one slide, maybe? Yeah. So remember, there's four core um, foundations. Um, we are a worshiping church. We are a witnessing church. We're a serving church. And we're a discipling church. So um, hold off. Don't go to the next slide yet. But maybe with a partner, can you match up the three that we've already done with the, with the three other alls? I'll give you a hint. Today is all authority. And that's the, the serving church. We've talked about serving today. So the other three, worshiping, witnessing, discipling. See if you can talk to the person next to you and match that up. What was the all from Matthew 28? Go, you have one minute. Talk to your partner.
This makes me very happy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love it. I'm hearing the words. Thanks for indulging me. That won't be the last time that, that we talk to each other today. Um, so the, the first one, um, Andrew talked to us about the worshiping church. So remember the worshiping church, that was, um, what was the, the all? Always, always in his presence, right? Behold, I am with you always, right? And what was the, um, uh, the witnessing church? What was the all there? All nations. All nations. Nice, nice. And then we also had the discipling church, so that was... <laughs> all that I've commanded you, all that I've commanded you, right. And today, um, we are serving church, and, and this last one is the fourth, all is all authority. Thanks for reading your, your bulletin. Yeah, all authority today uh, is all authority. So we're going to be talking about um, all authority, and, and there they are. They're the four foundations. We worship in the presence of a God who is always with us. We're making disciples among all peoples. We're learning to live according to all his ways, and we're serving under Christ's all-encompassing authority. So that's where we are. Um, we're in the fourth of a series. Um, and next week, remember, um, we'll have a, a vision Sunday, and the, um, the annual meeting is next week as well. Um, so, um, if you're like me, and you were around um, in the 70s, I know that's not all of us, <laughs> but if you're like me and you live near Berkeley, in or near Berkeley, you may have seen this bumper sticker. Um, I've seen this around. It says, question authority. I feel like I've seen this car um, driving around. Um, it says, question authority, if you can't read it there. Um, and uh, question authority was, was sort of a popular phrase. I think it probably started in the 60s or 70s, maybe with um, the Vietnam War and uh, maybe the, the issue with, with Nixon. And there was this idea that maybe authority wasn't all that it was um, cracked up to be. And then I was kind of digging around, you know, um, thinking about the word authority, and I thought about like, oh, the word author. I never thought about the relationship between an author and authority. And of course, I was like Googling and looking up definitions, and I was scrolling through the definitions on Google, and I came across this, this thing called the n-gram, which actually I'd never seen before. But the n-gram measures, um, it goes through, I don't know, you know, Google's however many thousands of books, and it, um, it measures the frequency that a word is used, and I thought it was really interesting. I've got a, a slide of that here as well. So this is over the last 200 years, from 1819 to 20. 2019, and I thought, how interesting, because I feel like something is happening in our culture as well. Um, the use of the word authority in books has gone way down. I don't know if that's meaningful or not, but I feel like even in the last, you know, 30 years since that bumper sticker, 40 years since that bumper sticker came out, um, uh, it, thing, things are changing. Our idea about what authority means is changing. And I was talking to somebody also this week and we were talking about um, authority kind of in the workplace and, and power and, and we're really trying to amplify voices that, that don't get heard. It's something that we're really trying to do um, instead of just this top-down mentality. 
as well. So I don't know what you think about it. Um, I was I was thinking about a couple ways that the word authority is used or how authority feels in our culture. I, I was thinking about the workplace. I was kind of thinking about parenting, government, law enforcement, education. Are you seeing a change in authority in the, the way that authority is is used or what it means or how we treat it? Are you seeing a change? Talk to your partner. One minute. <laughs> One minute. Do you see a change? Are you seeing a change? Has it changed? Okay, thanks for that. Wondering if um, this week, when you're in home groups, that's a good conversation to have. And, um, and thanks for playing along. Like Maybe you didn't even know the person you were sitting next to. Thanks for um, introducing yourself and, and having a, a conversation. I really like to have the, the opportunity to process um, what we're hearing and what we're thinking about, and even give us a little context for what we're going to learn about as well. Um, but it does, it does make me think about um, what authority means in our culture. You know, obviously, um, we've seen some pretty bad leadership and abuse of authority um, just lately in our own country, in our own context. But this is not new, right? This goes all the way back as long as we've measured time and written things down, right? You can think about in the Old Testament, those, um, you know, guys like Ahab or Pharaoh. Like, these were not not great leaders. Um, but I don't think the people were probably able to, to comment on what they thought about that authority figure in the same way that we are today. And, and even, you know, even if there's a, a, a leader or an authority figure who does, you know, something horrible somewhere far away, we know about that too because of technology today, right? So the, the idea of authority, I feel like, is changing and, and it feels to me like authority has to be earned, right? We just don't automatically give it to somebody, right? We're, we'll be like, well, I'll see how you do and then I'll decide if you can have my um, respect. It feels like an, an option even um, today. But on the other hand, um, you know, we learned in our last Gospel Academy, we read through the book of Judges. And if you remember in the book of Judges, there was no king in Israel. And what did everyone do? 
They did what was right in their own eyes. And we don't want to go there either. That's not where we want to go. We really, um, authority is a good thing from a good, benevolent, and wise leader, right? It's a good thing. So we don't want to um, minimize or do away with authority. So we're going to um, dive into our, to our uh, little portion here again in Matthew. And, and Jesus, you know, we, we know the, the story. Jesus has risen from, risen from the dead. And, and he's meeting with his disciples one last time. And um, I, I noticed, like, I, I'm not even sure the disciples realized the impact of all of this. I, I don't know if they realized, wow, Jesus took away the sin of the world forever and there's going to be a church and all this. They probably didn't know. They just thought, wow, it's really, it's really happened. He really rose from the dead. And Jesus declares that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. And, and he's with these, these guys that he knows really well. Right? And it says that some of them worshipped and some of them doubted. Right? These are his closest people. Some of them worshipped and some of them doubted. And I feel like, wow, I can kind of identify with that. Because sometimes I think about Jesus having risen from the dead and, and I'm just like, okay, that's... My, my life has changed because of that. And other times, I just want you to know, I'll, I'll say it here on, on tape and everything, sometimes I have doubt. And if you're feeling like that today, you're not alone. It's, it's okay to, to have those questions. I have those questions too. I'm, I'm not always sure what's going on here, what's happening in this world, and I, and I think about it. And I want you to know that's... That's something that happens, even to Christians, even to people with really strong faith. We, we think about it. And I want you to know that's okay because if Jesus rose from the dead and if God is real, then it's real. It's, it's going to be, we're going to figure that out. We're going to figure that out. And it's okay to have questions about that. And I want to encourage you to, to say those things out loud to people and maybe ask questions. You know, there's people in my life that I think of have really, really strong faith. And those, those people are an encouragement to me as well. And I go to them sometimes and, and their, their testimony and their strong faith and their prayers are, are really beneficial to me. I also think it's okay to say to God, hey God, I'm struggling if you're out there. Would you draw close to me? I have these questions. So I, I, I think God is real and I think he will answer those questions for us. But if you're not sure, you can, you can ask God to do that. And I, I believe, I trust that he will reveal himself to you. So some of us maybe are ready to worship and some of us maybe have doubts. But Jesus... I'm going to declare here from this stage, Jesus rose from the dead, and God is real. And that's the basis of our faith. If that's not true, then we're all here in vain. Right? That's what the Bible teaches. That did happen. And I can testify to that. Oh, thanks. All right, so um, I, I'm not a, uh, I don't study Greek. I'm not a Greek scholar. Sometimes I tease people who do or... or um, 
you know, I, I think it's kind of nerdy to talk about the Greek, but I'm going to do it anyway, because um, I have a concordance, I have a little app on my phone with a concordance, and I think this word authority is a good word to, to look at, actually, because it has some different meanings, and it's actually translated as different words um, in scripture, so, um, so I, I've got that here. Um, I, again, I'm not a Greek scholar, but the way that you say that is exousia. Let's say it together on three. One, two, three. Exousia. All right. So that word is translated in different ways in Scripture. Sometimes it's translated as authority. Sometimes it's translated as power. Might be translated as the right. Okay. So it's got it's got sort of a broad definition. It has to do with like jurisdiction and and who's got control who's making the rules and who has the power or authority to enforce those rules and Jesus declares that he has all authority over heaven and on earth and that's that's a that's where I want to start today because I feel like sometimes I treat Jesus as he's sort of my sidekick. He's, um, you know, God is my co-pilot. I'm driving the car and, and Jesus can help me when I get in trouble. Right? He's, um, he's there for me um, when I'm struggling, but, um, but I don't recognize always as I'm going through my day that Jesus has all authority over heaven and on earth. We were just talking about the, the, the movie Top Gun and, and at the end where he says, you can be my wingman anytime. You know, I feel like Jesus, sometimes we let Jesus be our wingman. But really, that's not what the Bible teaches us, right? Um, if we look in, uh, in, in Colossians chapter 1, let's read this one together actually. Colossians chapter 1, I'm going to read it for you, hold on. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 15 says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. This is not our wingman. In everything, he might be preeminent. That's where we need to start. Okay, Jesus is preeminent. He's the creator. It says that in him, all things hold together. And I think about in this room, there's molecules spinning. And there's gravity working. Right? And there's, there's chemical reactions that are happening. And he holds all those things together. He keeps them going. He keeps them going. He's doing all that. And he created you. And he created me. And we see this word again in, uh, in Romans. It says, you, you've heard this verse before, or this song maybe. Has the potter no right, no authority, no power over the clay? We're the clay, right? And that's how we need to think about who God is. Um, Paul Tripp sometimes says that we need to be in awe of God. And sometimes we have these other problems in our lives, problems in our marriage, problems at work, problems, problems, problems. And some of these problems actually go back to we don't have 
a marriage problem, we have an awe problem. We're not recognizing who God is, who Jesus is as the authority as well. So we need to recognize his authority. That's the first thing I want you to remember. We need to recognize Jesus' authority. He's declaring it to us. And we need to submit to that authority. Submission is another word that's tricky right now. Right? We don't really like to submit. We like to be in charge. We like to be driving. I like to be the one driving. It's hard for me to sit in the back seat. But Jesus asks us to do that. He is the authority. All right. So, if you're doubting, keep asking questions. If you're a believer, it's time, maybe we need to refocus, recenter, check our awe. Are we in awe of Jesus and of his authority? All right. I also noticed that in this, in this um, portion, in Matthew, Jesus says, um, I have all authority um, in heaven and on earth. And what's the very next word that he says? Can you go back to that slide? He says, I have all authority in heaven and on earth. And the next slide is go. Jesus says he has all authority on heaven and earth. And the next word he said is go. The next word he says is go. And I feel like those are maybe related. So if we look in, um, in Matthew chapter 10, um, there's a verse there. It's a whole chapter. It says, and he called to him his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. Do we have afflictions today? Absolutely. Are there still demons out there? Illnesses and diseases, yeah. And I know there's, there's a lot to, to think about here, and, and a lot of people have differing views on what kind of authority we have. Some people think that we still have this authority. Others think maybe we don't have this same authority. Some people think that our senses are a, a little dull or desensitized to some of these things. So that's a, that's a topic for another day. But know that those, you know, those views are out there. But we must have some sort of authority that we get from, from Jesus. So there's the, we believe there's authority in his name. And down that chapter in Matthew 10, um, Jesus is talking about going out and, and declaring the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he's saying to them, it's going to be hard and you're going to get... Um, you're going to get some persecution. You'll get um, mistreated. Um, but the Spirit, or I, am going to provide words for you. I'm going to provide wisdom for you. And I think that is absolutely, it must still be true today. Because we have that commission to go and preach. Go and tell people the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This thing is coming. This good news is here for us. And... and he will provide the words for us, right? If we're willing. We do see that authority misused as well, right? We see the, the name of Jesus attached to things that are not, um, not honoring of what's in Scripture, that are not um, becoming of Christ's followers. And so we need to be careful of that too. We need to make sure that when we use the name of Jesus, um, that we're talking about Jesus, 
and not talking about our own agenda and says Jesus wants this. Right? When we're talking about Jesus, let's be sure that we're talking about Jesus. There's a, um, there's a man, um, there's a group of people actually just a couple miles down the road and, and they speak, um, they preach the gospel in Spanish um, on the street corner. Um, uh, every so often, it seems like maybe weekly, and I and this is this is not what I what I tend to do. I um, it's not how I choose to do outreach, um, but I really admire this guy who stands out there with a megaphone, and you can hear him when you drive by this big intersection and for blocks and blocks away, and I really feel like he is being faithful. And I admire that about him. There's lots of ways to tell people that the kingdom is at hand, though, right? There's, there's small and quiet ways, and there's big and loud ways. We can talk to um, one person. We can talk to 100 people. There's many ways, and we trust that God will give us the authority to preach the truth about himself and what he's done for us. So when we go, we can go with the authority that he's given us. The authority of scripture, the authority that Jesus gives. So, recognize his authority. We're going to submit to it. And we're going to go with his authority. Alright? Alright, and we just read, um, just a few, a few minutes ago, we read that Jesus is the head of the church. So, Jesus is the head of the church. He's the authority over the church. And we are the body. We're the body. He's the head. We're the body. Right. He's the head. We're the body. And, and so the body has, um, you know, you can see my body here. I have hands. I have feet, ears, eyes, nose. And the body um, is also in submission to the head. So when we serve, we also serve under his authority. Let's read in Ephesians Chapter 1, it says, And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Later in Ephesians chapter 4, we read about how we use our gifts and our roles to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ. So when we serve, we're serving under his authority, and we're serving God, but we're also serving each other. We're serving the body. And the body, like we said, has different parts. I, I want to remind us, you know, in a few minutes, we talk about this body, um, this, this bread, and it represents the body of Christ, his, his body, that was crucified for us, but it also represents this body here. It's one, right? And sometimes that's, that's hard to remember when we're all different. And some of us are meeting here, and some of us are meeting down there, and some of us are meeting over there. It's important to remember that we're all one body, and God made us differently, and that we're still one. That's an important thing to remember, and sometimes that's hard, right? That's hard to do sometimes when people think something different than we do. When you think different than I do. That's hard. It's hard. But God made us that way. It's intentional. And it's good. Right? So let's remember we're parts of one body. And when we serve, we express those, those differences as good and the way that God made us. And we need to work together. 
right? So in those verses in Corinthians, it talks about, you know, the eye can't say to the, I'm getting this all wrong, but the eye can't say to the ear, I have no need of you. The foot can't say to the hand, I have no need of you. We, we need, we need you. And, and, and I'll say, you know, that the body of Christ needs each one of us. Needs you and you and you and you. You have something the way that God made you to give to the body for the building up of the body. We need you to do that. We need you. God wants you to do that. It's part of why He created you the way that you are. And it does feel like we're endlessly asking for volunteers here at Solano. Does that feel like that to you? I don't know. It, it's been, it feels like we're asking all the time, and it's true. Part of that's because we, you know, we have a fair bit of turnover. Um, and part of it's because we, we dream big here at Solano. We want to do a lot of the, a lot of the things. Um, but it also is a way that we want to express the one body and the gifts that each one of us has, and we want to see them used here in this context, you know, we're, we're in, a, in a day, in an age, where technology helps us do a lot of things for us, right? And, and we've, we've really become advanced. You know, we can go out to eat, have people cook for us. We can have our computer take care of the things for us. Um, we can have, even a car can drive for us or a person drives us. But there are things that happen here at Solano, here in the body of Christ, that we can't contract out, that don't get better because of technology. And we need actually you, us, me, to step up and do some of those things. And we want to be a church that's characterized by that, right? We don't want to be a church that's characterized by other people do that for us. We're the church. We're going to do those things. That's who we want to be. And I, I was, you know, there's, Nicole was asking me earlier, what, what are the verses around serving, you know, in the New Testament? Where, where, where is all that? And it's really different 2,000 years ago, right? They didn't have greeters and they didn't have, well, I don't know, maybe they had greeters. But there's no verses about greeters. There's no verses about sound engineers. Like, that's, this is just kind of how we do it today, and so those are the people that we need. I just think that's kind of funny. But there's, there's, um, there's a way I've been thinking about how we um, are different, how we're hands and feet and ears and eyes. And I've been thinking, you sort of heard it from Nicole earlier, but, but we have these gifts, right? God has given us gifts through the Spirit, ways that we're different from each other. Um, but, you know, so we've... we've been around for a while. We've learned some skills as well. So you might have gifts from the Spirit. You might have skills that you've learned and you can share. And some of the, the, the third thing is you just need to be willing or, or share your time. So those are kind of three categories that I've been thinking about. Um, and I, I don't know if you've heard, but there's a, a new podcast from Solano called Opiso. And, and so um, here's our... Uh, our production team, our host is um, Rebecca, and there's Martin back there and the, the microphone. And in the first episode, I'm not sure you've, if you've had a chance to listen, but in the first episode, Kate Krizinga was sharing um, about serving. And Kate is actually, she's like the, we use this word gift, she's got a, the gift of, of spreadsheets. She's like the queen of spreadsheets, right? That's not really a spiritual gift, but it's a skill that she has, and she's built spreadsheets for Solano. 
And that's one way that she's serving the kingdom, right? She's building up the body of Christ, even through spreadsheets. But Kate is not just only about spreadsheets. She's served in many, many ways, which if you listen to the, that podcast, you'll hear. But she's even served coffee. There's, you don't need a gift to serve coffee. You just need to show up and do it, right? And sometimes that's what we're asking as well. Um, and Kate is a great example about that. I hope you'll tune into that um, podcast there. For me, um, serving has, has um, looked a lot of different ways. Um, there's a, a truck out there in the corner um, that we used to drive stuff from the storage area over to Ocean View, and I used to drive that truck. Um, I've done slides, and I've helped to lead a home group, and sometimes I preach, and I serve as an elder here. But all of those ways that I have been able to serve have have affected me in a number of ways. Like, I feel like when I serve, I have been able to bless and help build up the body of Christ. But I'll tell you, and and this is no joke, it's been a blessing to me. I've become more connected through serving than than any other thing I could have done. I've met more people that have come through these doors. Um, I've learned more about the grace of Jesus than I could have ever sitting at home by myself. I've become um, inspired and encouraged. You know, I've watched people come and set up chairs with their baby on their, um, you know, wearing their baby on, on the front or on the back. It's really an encouragement to me to serve and to be served. Um, we helped to take care of, of a man um, who was very, very sick um, a couple years ago. And we asked people at Solano to come and help and sit with him. And people came. And it was such a blessing, um, not only to, to this man, but also to, to my family. And again, it was a blessing to the church for sure. So um, I really want to encourage you. Kate says the same thing. You know, when she served, it says she got, she got community. She learned more about who God really was. And she got that from serving, not from going to a class. She got it from serving. It's really fascinating. I want to encourage you um, today. When we serve, we serve under his authority. It's an acknowledgement that we're different, that we're one body, but we have something to share to build up the body. So I want to close. Um, We have three things when we see that Jesus has all authority. We want to recognize and submit to his authority. We want to go with his authority. And we want to serve under his authority. So I have three questions for us today. Um... Maybe these are things to consider. Um, Violet's going to come up and lead us in communion. But maybe you can be thinking about this um, either now or this week, maybe in your home groups. You can talk about them as well. Are we in awe of his power? Are we submitting to his authority overall? What are some of the challenges maybe in your life, in my life, to that awe and to that submission? How are we using or not using the authority that he's given us? We're we're on the same team. We have the same power that Jesus has. We can declare Jesus' name, Jesus' authority over all of heaven and all of earth. How do we use that authority? How do we share that? Or are we misusing it? 
And finally, as we serve under his authority, how can you use your gifts, your skills, or your time to serve the body? I hope we can think about that this week. Um, Jesus declares, after he's been risen from the grave, he declares, I have all authority over heaven and on earth. And that's a good thing for us when we submit to it. Let's pray. Jesus, you rose from the dead. Um, It was a miracle. But you can do that um, because you have authority over death. Death itself. Um, In your name, even now, there is great power. And we submit to that authority. Lord, we want to live our lives under your authority. We want to be sent out with your authority. Jesus, we declare that today. Um, There's no one like you. We love you. We remember uh, what you did for us on the cross in taking away our sin, but we celebrate that you've risen and that all authority on heaven and on earth has been given to you. Jesus, we love you. In your name we pray. Amen.